Good evening, brothers and sisters, and uh, trust that you have a great week. And this evening, we want to begin by looking at the book of Ephesians 2, verse 19 and verse 20. It says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. And the Word of God reminds us who we are, that we are the people of God. We are citizens of the kingdom and members of God's household. And because of the understanding of who we are, we are to build our life on earth upon Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. And we've been learning how do we do that. We do that by uh, building upon the foundation, the revelation that the apostles and prophets has received from God. And the last few weeks, we have been talking about how we should honor the apostles and prophets because if we do not honor them, we will not be able to receive the revelation, the word that comes from them. And, and then our life are not built on Christ Jesus, the solid rock, the chief cornerstone. But from tonight, we will talk about this second part. Not only a way to honor the apostles and prophets that God has given to us to lay that foundation, we need to honor the word, the revelation that comes from their mouth. And let's read this in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17 to 21. Verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all He created. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So when the apostles and prophets, when they release the revelation that God has for us to lay that foundation, the word of God describes it as they planted the word, the truth, into us. Just like a farmer who planted that seed and God expects it to grow and to bring forth harvest of fruits for His glory, for His kingdom. So, 
you can see the power that is in the seed, the potential, the life that is in that seed, that truth, that revelation, that word that is planted into our life. It says it can save us. It brings changes into our life. It turns the bad into good. The destructive into productive and of values. You know, this is how powerful the Word of God that is released and planted into our life. And that's why we have to learn to honor this Word that is given to us. And in fact, everything in our life begins because of that seed or because of that thought, that idea that comes into us. And that seed, it can be a bad seed that came, a bad thought that came. But if it's the Word of God, it's a good seed, it will bring forth good fruits. So where the, the, the kind of harvest that we will get depends on the seed, depends on the nature that is in that seed. You know, if it's a good seed, it will bring forth good fruits. If it's a bad seed, it will bring forth bad fruits. And let's read it, this example, and see that this process of bearing uh, from the book of James. James 1 verse 14. He said, each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So everything started with that seed, with that thought, with that word that is into us. And this thought, in this case, is a bad thought. And then it created a desire in us to want to see uh, whatever that thoughts came into our life become an experience in our life. And so, that desire has power, has influence. And the Word of God described it as it, He is dragged away and enticed. enticed. So, that, that seed that is in us, if you allow it to grow, when it's planted, you allow it to grow, and it becomes an influence. It becomes, uh, it has forces that drag you, that drives you uh, to fulfill and do according to that thought, whatever it is. And because it's a bad seed, it will result in bad fruits that bring forth death. So we are responsible to what kind of seed that comes into our life that is being sowed and planted into our life. The enemies will want to plant his seed, but we want the Word of God. We want the truth. We want uh, good seed to be planted in us. And, and the Bible describes the Word that came from heaven, the revelation that came from heaven as what? In, in verse 17 of James 1, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. 
who does not change like shifting shadows. Okay, so that seed that comes from heaven is the good seed. And it brings forth life, the life of God into us. In fact, the Bible describes this seed as the nature of God. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. He said, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed, God's word, God's truth, God's revelation remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. So when that seed that is planted in us, it birth of the life of God inside us, a new nature that is after God, and so that we will follow and, and we will bring forth fruits that is after the nature of God. And not only is the word of God a revelation that came from the apostle is a good seed, but also the Bible describes it as perfect gift from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. So this word that is released through the apostles and prophets that God wants us to receive to build a solid life that is upon, built upon Jesus, the chief cornerstone. The Bible describes it as perfect gift from heaven. You know, when you receive a gift, when would you say that gift that you have received is a perfect gift? Because that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you need. That's what, exactly what you're looking for. And the Bible describes that revelation from the Word of God, from the truth of God, is exactly what we need in order to bring about salvation that can save us that changes our life, right? And uh, so that's why we have to honor that word because it's so powerful, because it's so beneficial. It's just what we need. And it's a gift from the Father, our Heavenly Father who knows us, who knows our needs, who knows how to give us that perfect gift so that that will bring about life, that will bring about transformation, that will save us, that will bring about fruits, that brings glory and honor to His name. And, and how that, that seed planted in us will, will bless us so much because it's a life of God that brings freedom, that brings joy, brings peace into our life. And, and that's why it's so important that we do not take the Word of God that, being, that is being preached for granted. You know, we need to honor it. We need to know how to receive it into our life so that it will begin to grow and begin to bring forth, forth fruits. But the reality is very often we struggle to receive the Word of God. We struggle to receive that revelation. Because that word will speak directly and dealing with the problems that we face. And many of us 
who are in church for a long, long time. We listen to the sermon, and and week in and week out. And it's amazing. Sometimes, some people never change. Why? Something is wrong, isn't it? Because we dishonor the apostles and prophets. We dishonor the word of God that is being released. We learn that the apostle Paul, before he was converted, he was Saul, the Pharisee. How he resists and fight against the truth that that is pricking him, that is, you know, working in his life, and he knows, and he is uncomfortable about about. That word that has come in, that wants to bring life, that wants to bring salvation, and he's fighting against it, and he's fighting against God. And and we as believers, we can do that. And you say, "Oh no, that's because Paul was not converted; he was not a believer." But what about the apostle Peter? He was used by God as the mighty apostles. Miracles are taking place, and yet when the word of God, the revelation of God, came to him, he also struggled to receive because of the tradition, because of his understanding of the word of God in the Old Testament. You know the story that. Uh, One afternoon, Peter went up to the rooftop to pray. So here is a man, a godly man, a mighty servant of God, an apostle himself, who can see heavens open, and then a sheet came down with all kinds of four-legged animals and and reptiles and birds that is considered unclean according to the Old Testament. And a voice from heaven said, "Get up, kill and and eat." And Peter said, "No, no, this is unclean. I will never eat it." And the word of God tell us that it happened three times. In other words, Peter could not receive the revelation that came to him and say, "Get up and eat, uh, and kill and eat." Because in his mind, this unclean, he would never eat it. He resists. He struggled to receive the truth, and it happened three times. And eventually, all this thing went back into heaven. And so that voice in Acts ten verse fifteen, the voice spoke to him a second time: "Do not call anything impure that God has made clean." Second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. So you see, he was struggling. He's still saying, "Hey, that's unclean," but God is saying, "Clean." The revelation came. He struggled to receive that revelation. So the mighty apostle also find it difficult sometimes to receive the revelation, and they have to struggle against it until they overcome. And Peter. Overcame, and after that he went to the Gentiles, Cornelius' home, to preach to the、uh, the gospel to them, and and God、uh, 
did a wonderful thing through that uh, and opened up the door for the gospel to reach the Gentiles. So, can you see, we need to, even as Christians, with understanding of the Word of God, we need a continuous renewing and, and understanding and go deeper into what God wants to minister to us. Some of us, we hold on to our limited understanding of the past. And we think that we know it all. And when God came to speak to us new revelation, a deeper understanding of the Word of God, it's the same word, but it's a deeper understanding, we, we reject it. We resist against it. I'll give you an example about the Sabbath is in the commandment. We are to obey the Sabbath day. You see, when Jesus came, Jesus brought a, a, a deeper understanding of Sabbath. He healed the sick on Sabbath day. He bring the rest of God, the peace of God, on, the, on Sabbath to the people. And that's exactly what Sabbath means. Enter into the rest of God. Enter into the work of God and rest from your own work. But the Jews cannot accept it. With their limited understanding, in the past, they reject and they resist against the truth. And so for many of us, sometimes we are in that kind of situation. We had certain understanding. But when the revelation of God came, because it challenged what we believe, and we reject the truth. And especially, the word is a perfect gift. It's a good and perfect gift. It's exactly what we need. And that's why we are not comfortable. And we resist against us, the servant of God. We, we do not honor that prophet, especially when that prophet is someone who is close to you, someone who knows you. Remember, no prophet is honored in their own, own town. So you take it as the man of God. You take it that they speak out of their flesh. You take it as if they are attacking you because they know you. And that's why they're speaking that word against you. And that's the problem. And that's why we're in church. We never change. You know, in certain areas. We just, we just take it as somebody's trying to say things against us and we don't like it. And it's very sad, very sad. Because we can be in church so long, so long. And we've been suffering for so long. What for? Because we rejected the Word of God. Because we rejected the revelation that came. And as a, as a result, we suffer. The Word of God says, this Word, this perfect gift, if you receive it, it can bring salvation to you. It gives you a new life. You don't have to struggle in this way. If only we have honored the word and received the word of God into our life. And the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, he said, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the Lord of your God, I also will ignore your children. So, the problem with us is because of pride. Pride. We think we know it all, but we just have limited understanding. 
And so the word of God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not that they don't have knowledge, the lack of it, the lack of understanding. And they reject it. As a result, they forfeited the grace of God that God could have given to them. So this truth that is released by the apostles and prophets, they are heavenly light. The Word of God describes it as heavenly light. They are revelation from heaven. And bear in mind, even the apostles struggle against the truth. And so can you imagine when that truth is, is, is received and released to us, it is very precious. It's very precious because sometimes they have to pay a price in order to receive that truth. And so, so many of us, we take it for granted. Oh, it's the preaching of the Word of God. You don't realize the price that is paid in order to bring that truth to us and to you. And uh, so it's heavenly light. And God is releasing His knowledge into our life, His revelation, His wisdom into our life. And what is the, the, the purpose, the impact? 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. Can you imagine that good and perfect gift that the Father is giving to you will lead you, will bring you into His glory by releasing the wisdom, His wisdom, heavenly wisdom into your life so that you can solve the problem that you face, you can overcome the difficulties because of the power that is in that Word so that your life will be transformed, salvation come, the glory of God come into your life. What a joy, what a blessing that God has prepared for us. Through the revelation, through the word, the truth that He has given through His servant, through the apostles and through the prophets into our life. So, I trust that this teaching will help us to really honor not only the man of God, the prophets and the apostles, but also to honor the Word of God because it is the good and perfect gift that the Father is giving to us. And uh, I trust that with that respect and honor for the Word of God, that work will work in our life. And, and, and we will work upon it to bring about fruits, to bring about salvation so that we can enter into the glory of God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for that good and perfect gifts that you are giving and releasing into our life through the preaching of your word. And we pray that we will not only honor the man of God, the servant, 
but also we will honor your word knowing that it will bring us salvation and bring us into your glory. So this morning, uh, this evening, open our mind, open our hearts so that we can receive, we can understand your word and help us to really not only be listener of the word of God, but be able to focus and lay hold of that word and allow that word to work and be activated in our lives to bring forth the harvest of fruits that is after your nature. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Bless your people. Bless every home who is tuning in to this message. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the Lord bless you, and we'll see you next week. Amen.